to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves, and what's up, y'all? So this week, uh, this week has been a pretty good week. I'm going to actually touch on some of the things that I saw in inauguration later in the episode, but uh, let's see, what do I have going on? Um, uh, I've been reading a lot. I took some time off work, so this coming week, like I actually have a week off work to just take a mental health break and kind of just get my thoughts together. Um, I usually take vacation at the beginning of the year just to kind of restart my year, and I didn't this year. And then I realized that was a mistake, and so i really been trying to just take some time to uh, just get my thoughts together and just get my year back going. Um, Let's see, what else do I have going on? Uh, I think that's all I really have going on, because most of the other stuff I'm going to touch on later. This week, I do want to say rest in peace to Larry King and Hank Aaron. I was actually watching something on TV that I thought was really amazing uh, about Hank Aaron. And it was um, it was talking about how, like, basically he donated all of his memorabilia to the Baseball Hall of um, Hall of Fame. Well, the uh, yeah, the Hall of Fame, but like the museum or whatever. Um, And. It was just talking about how the only thing that he kept from like his time playing baseball was all the letters, like racist letters that um, white people wrote to him while he was playing. Isn't that crazy? So, um, uh, I, you know, when you are um, a leader and you're, you know, breaking chains in, in, um, in areas, I think sometimes it probably didn't really resonate or really fully hit him the gravity of, of everything that he accomplished until probably like after the effect. So I think that he probably spent um, a lot of his years after just like in reflection of, you know, the magnitude of the moment and what he had to endure. So I can only imagine um, just wanting to uh, play a sport and actually being, you know, great at the sport and just wanting to play and you have people that um, is threatening your life, you know, just because you're black. Um, you know, black people have been through so much, man. When I just sit and think about it and just how much shit that we've had to endure, it's just crazy. So I do want to just say, you know, rest in peace. Um, and let's just go into Motivational Monday. So for Motivational Monday, I wanted to just talk goals. I think, what, a couple episodes ago, I talked goals and us getting started with our word of the year, right? So let's just touch back bases. So my goals for this year is I set a higher reading goal. Um, and I have personal goals. Uh, I, if you go on my, um, my SoundCloud page for, it's just my thoughts. You'll see that I have a new podcast coming with a friend of the show, Elena. We're actually doing seasons and our first season is starting, uh, February, um, 2021. So in a couple of weeks, we're going to have our first episode up, but that was one of my goals that I set going into this year. Cause we had actually talked about it and discussed it last year. And, um, we set a plan to actually launch this year, but that was one of the goals that we had going into the beginning of this year that I didn't want to announce yet until, um, we knew for sure when we were launching. So that was one of my big announcements, the verbal consent podcast. And I'm really excited about it. Um, you know, obviously you guys have heard us talk all the time on here. We have great chemistry. We literally have conversations all the time. So, you know, we just had this brainchild of just like, hey, let's just let people hear the shit that we actually just sit and talk about every day anyway. So that was one of the goals that I, that I was working on as well as my reading goal. And then also um, hopefully this week I'll have the launch of my blog. 
And the other thing that I wanted to uh, announce too was just the creation of my own book club. Uh, that's going to start pretty soon um, on Patreon. So I have the details of that like in a week or two. And that way you guys can grab the book that I'm reading and we can get on Patreon and we can read it together. So I'm actually looking forward to that. That was uh, pretty much a lot of the goals that I have for this year. And so, you know, my thing is I'm not going to let anything that's going on around me like affect how I go about this year and, and, uh, and uh, walking in purpose and being intentional. And that was my word of the year, just being intentional with the things that I'm doing and not making excuses and just getting shit done. So whatever your goals are, we are still in January. It's the last week of January. Let's just start, you know, making a plan of how you're going to implement those goals, how you're going to reach those goals. And what are you doing in regards to those goals? Right? Because right now we are still in the middle of, you know, COVID, you know, we're still in the middle of all the shit going on, but we can still focus on, we're going to have to, right? At this point, we're going to have to start focusing on, you know, ourselves and getting our passions together and getting our happy together so we can have a better 2021, right? We can have a better year than last year, right? All right. So that's all I have for motivation on Monday. So for Black Excellence this week, I wanted to recognize Amanda Gorman. If you watched the inauguration, you would have saw her. She was the poet of the inauguration. She's a 22-year-old Harvard grad. Um, at the inauguration, she read um, The Hill We Climb. I was completely, I, I didn't even know who this woman, this young lady was. I was completely blown away. Um, that was probably, for me, one of the highlights of the entire inauguration. I thought that she was absolutely phenomenal. And it also gave me just a little glimmer of hope that this younger generation is actually getting what the fuck is going on out here. Because sometimes I'd be like, Lord Jesus, you know, I don't know. What I thought was cool about her, I watched the interview that she did. And um, I had a conversation with a child about it because we both watched it. And I, uh, me and him watched, he's a, he, uh, the child um, is a writer too, aspiring writer. So he does poetry and all that too. So um, I was trying to get his book, get her book for him, but her, all her stuff is sold out. She's number one, number two on Amazon. And um, it was sold out the day of the inauguration. So I'm, I'm going to try to still get that. But um, she actually had a, a, a speech impediment and she actually had like a, like a, a disability. And so she was talking about how she listened to Hamilton and she was singing the songs on Hamilton that were like, and she taught herself, I think she had issues with like saying R and like uh, some, some letters and she taught herself how to read properly and speak properly. And that was like in, in her later teenage years. And I just thought that was great. And, you know, when I had a conversation with a child, I was just like, it's amazing, you know, really and truly, I know people, we say it all the time and, for some people that might think it's kind of cliche, but I mean, if you, if you really put your mind on some shit and you have faith the size of mustard seed and you believe in yourself, you know, you can fucking do anything. And I really, really believe that. I really believe that the difference between, you know, successful people and non-successful people, even though like some successful people have, you know, they might have a little more money or something like that, that might propel them forward. It's just how much you believe in yourself though. And I, I really, 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 really believe that because especially being a creative if you are a creative you have to be your biggest cheerleader you have to scream the loudest for yourself you you have to stroke the fuck out of yourself constantly because you it's your brand it's your shit and it's your stuff and if you don't believe in yourself you know and um to that magnitude then nobody else is gonna believe in that shit either you know so you kind of have to be like your biggest cheerleader um so i thought she was amazing um I will put her books, 
Um, she has two. I'll put her books in the notes for this episode just so y'all can check it out. Um, and if you haven't watched, uh, if you didn't watch the inauguration, you didn't catch it, go on YouTube and, um, and watch her, uh, poem. I mean, she was phenomenal. She blew me away. So Amanda Gorman, that's what I have for, um, my black excellence. So today I'm going to just do an all hot topics episode. Next week, we're going to go back to just regular episode and, you know, I give you a thought of the week. Um, I just really wanted to kind of dissect the inauguration a little bit and just talk a little bit about where we are as, as a nation and going forward. Um, and so I want to share my thoughts on that. And so we're just going to do a little hot topics and then we're going to just talk and, uh, that'll be pretty much it today. But let's see. So my first hot topics, I want to just talk a little bit of movies, right? So HBO Max has been fucking killing the game. I don't know if like they do bidding wars for these movies, you know, considering like in the, in the States here, you know, no movie theaters are open. So I think overseas, like they still are having like movie releases and movie theaters, but here, you know, obviously it goes to people been doing straight to streaming. Um, so HBO Max got the new Denzel psycho thriller called, um, the little things. I don't know if y'all seen a trailer for that. Check it out though, because I am like, I'm like super hyped for that movie. I don't, you know, my brother-in-law, Jamonte, he asked me, he said, do you think, do you think, do you think, uh, that Denzel has ever done a bad movie? I don't think Denzel has ever done a bad movie. I, I don't think he can do any wrong. In, in my eyes, I don't think he can do any wrong. I don't think he's ever done a bad movie anyway, but, um, check out a preview for that. It's a new psycho thriller that comes out January 29th. So what is that? Friday? What is that? I think that's Friday. This coming Friday. So then, um, so I'm going to watch that on Friday. I cannot wait. And then in February, uh, so February 12th, Judas and the Black Messiah. I think that I talked about this. I'm not really sure, but, um, that's what Lakeith Stanfield and, uh, Daniel Kalua. I can never pronounce his name. Slim from Queen of Slim. Um, that one's coming to HBO Max too. So I didn't even realize that, but I guess because it's not coming in theaters and that, and if you haven't seen a trailer for that shit, that shit looks dope as fuck. So check those out and those are coming to HBO max. So I wanted to first get those out of the way of things that I'm looking forward to. I'm so behind on fucking TV y'all. It's really, really, really bad. Like I, 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 I still haven't watched, I haven't watched anything. Um, but I'm trying to, uh, I, another thing I saw that, um, I thought was cool. So Ava DuVernay, she signed a, uh, a podcasting deal with Spotify and, I wasn't really sure what exactly it's going to be about. I love Ava DuVernay though. And I love her voice. So I would listen to anything. But when I was looking it up, it was saying that they are, uh, let's see. So they said they're so excited to bring their passion for lifting up forgotten and neglected voices to life and audio. So I'm not really sure what all they're going to be um, talking about. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they're going to be telling stories or uh, of different people. But either way, um, yeah, she has, she signed a deal with, uh, Spotify for, for, uh, a podcast deal and that's coming. So, um, they didn't really say when, but I'm, I'm sure it's coming in 2021. Not really sure, but that was pretty cool when I saw that. All right. So let's just kind of get into some, a few little hot topics. So last night, um, the salt and pepper biopic came on. I didn't watch it yet. And I, I, I plan to, but one of the things that I saw was, uh, Spinnerella, she actually put out a, um, she put out a, a letter or whatever statement about how she was, she was completely left out of the biopic. Like as far as like, uh, her getting like her, um, 
her thoughts or her opinions or her story. So they basically told her story without any of her, without any of her input. Um, so she released a statement. I'm going to read the statement. Let's see. I had it pulled up here somewhere. Okay. So it says too often black women who have been made meaningful contributions in their industry are left out of historical narratives. Back when Salt and Pepper was building our legacy, which is rooted in empowering women, I could not have dreamed that this same group would one day disempower me. Words cannot fully express my disappointment when I learned a decision was made to move forward with a lifetime biopic that wrongfully excluded me from every aspect of development and production, all the while using my image throughout, given that I played an integral role in the group's story and success. There's nothing more unacceptable than a woman being silenced by another woman. It is for this reason I would not be supporting the biopic. I do, however, want to offer a huge congratulations to the talented actress that played us, including Monique Paul, who I wish would have been given the opportunity to share my true perspective with. In reflection, I'm grateful I've managed to uphold a 30-year career of truly empowering women with my gift amongst all odds. This will continue in my work and in my service. The great news is I'm in the final stages of writing my memoir, a personal journey, navigating through life, relationships, and the industry that raised me. 30 plus years is a lot of content and I'm ready to share it. Thank you as always to my family and friends and loyal followers of Team Spin. I'm forever grateful to all of you for your support and love throughout the years. Okay, so I watched the Salt and Pepper reality show that came on, like I think like two years ago. And um, I... I basically you saw the dismantlement of the group like right there like on screen it was kind of crazy and so what I kind of gathered just from like when I just watching a reality show and obviously like reality shows are edited shit is cut things are kind of I don't know but I mean but it basically was pretty plain it just seemed like salt and pepper like it seemed like they have their own like kind of like connection like they understand each other like fully and like they're connected to the point that like they don't have to really say shit to each other. Like they get it. And I have people like that in my life where like I don't have to like friend of the show, Maddie. She's been on here twice. We've been friends since we were 14 years old. And so like she knows how I move. I know how she moved. And so like even though I'm probably not always the best friend in the world, like I could definitely call more and things like that. But I mean, but she gets that like how I am sometimes. And so like um, we never argue, we never fight and we never, we, we never, um, you know, we never are off. Right. Even when we're off, we're not off. That's, that's my opinion. And so, um, and so it's just, I, I just get her. So if she's busy or she's doing, or she's like in the studio or she's doing whatever, or she knows that I'm busy, I'm doing whatever. We'll just, we can just pick back up, you know, the next phone call and it, it just goes back as normal. And then you have some other friends that like, you know, they might take a little, they might take something else. Like I might have to, you know, like do a little stroking or something like that. Like, because, or like explain myself more. So like, Hey, I've been busy. You know, this is what I got going on. It has nothing to do with you. It's me being busy. And you have some people like that. It's just super fucking sensitive. Right. And so I kind of felt like, um, and it's no shade of Spinnerella, but I just kind of felt like a lot of times they excluded her. Um, like where they were speaking their own language and it just seemed like they wasn't really hearing her. And then when she would try to speak, it was like, they kind of like the way I read it on, on screen, it was like, they kind of was like, whatever towards her opinion. And that can make somebody feel, um, slighted anyway. And so I can see how that might've been kind of hurtful, um, for her. 
and that's how she ended up leaving the group this last time like they kind of like put her out this last time like and that that shit played out on on camera i, I watched it I, I think it came on bet or something um now the other time that i think she had left the group for a little while i'm not really sure exactly what happened but i do think that <sighs> communication is such a important thing and i mean you know I don't know. I, I think it's unfortunate that she wasn't a part of the Lifetime movie, considering like she is very much a part of the group. Um, I'm still going to watch the movie, but I, I've i heard a lot of things about it, so I'm going to probably watch it later today. But I still just wanted to read her statement because I'm like, dang, you know, I still feel like she should have been a part because obviously, you know, she's part of their history too. And people should still have the opportunity to, you know, give, give their... Uh, give their take, give their story, you know, especially if you have somebody playing her. So I thought that was kind of crazy. Another thing that I thought was kind of unfortunate. So I don't know if y'all saw this week and I actually was like, watch, I was looking at this and I didn't even know if this was like real or not at first. So I kind of glanced over it, but Wendy Williams, she got in an argument with her brother and her brother's like, um, his name is Thomas Williams Jr. And he came out and he just like, was like going in. And basically like, I think a couple months ago, um, their mom passed away and he basically just came out and just like was saying, talking about her, talking about how like she didn't come to the funeral. It was really weird because I'm like, if, obviously if she didn't come. Well, people would know whether or not she can, like not us, but I'm saying like the family would know if she was there or not or whatever. But he was like how she didn't come to the funeral. Um, so he had talked about that. And then she went back and forth. Like she ended up, you know, putting out an announcement and she just like, you know, look, you know what I'm saying? Like I was at the funeral Y'all ass got in a fight at the funeral and was acting the damn fool at the funeral. We all know. And they're going back and forth. What I thought was unfortunate was like, I have brothers and sisters, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we fight, you know, stuff like that, you know, or getting disagreements. But my mom was like an old school mom, right? Where it was like, you know, uh, you do not talk out of this house. You know what I'm saying? And so like, I don't care how my relationships might be with my family members. Like I would never, ever talk publicly about, um, my family and especially not in a negative way at all. Like I just think in general, even if I have beef, right. Or disagreements, um, it's still respect that you should always give for your family. So it's unfortunate when I see families fighting or arguing or just putting your shit out in the public because it's just whack. If you ask me. Um, now I do know that, uh, death can make people behave strangely, right? Especially when you, when it's a huge death or you lose a, a loved one, like you're a parent. Um, when I lost my dad, when we lost our dad, uh, you know, it was crazy. You know, I think all of us kind of behave strangely in some kind of way. Um, and so death can just do that to you. People grieve in all their different ways. So, I, if, if something was to happen at a time like that, I don't think I would hold it against the person just because, uh, grief can just make you behave in different ways and everybody grief, it looks different. And so I've kind of come into understanding just with me going through a few deaths now at this point in life where, um, I just know that people just behave differently. So I just leave people where they are while they grieve basically. Um, but I did see this morning when I was reading over this again, that, he did come back and apologize to her. So I don't know. Hopefully they keep their stuff like out of the media because I, I hate to see that uh, truly. And especially while you're still kind of grieving, just, you know, just talk to each other outside of going to the media about each other. You know, it's pretty unfortunate when I saw that. All right. So 
my last hot topic that I have that I want to talk about was the Ashanti and Kishiko versus. So we've been waiting for this versus y'all. Okay. The, the way they got postponed twice. And, um, I honestly forgot that the shit was even coming on. So I'm just sitting there. Uh, I think I was like reading a book or some shit and I'm just like perusing through, I think I was like scrolling on like, uh, Instagram maybe or something. And I forgot the shit was coming on. This is what's crazy. So I ended up tuning in late. Well, I thought I was late. So I tuned in like I turn I turn my um turn it on on my TV like at eight forty five or something. And so I was like, damn, you know, nobody's. I'm like, nothing's happening or whatever. And then so I'm like, they're not dead. They haven't. Dang, they haven't even started. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna just keep you know just chilling here or whatever. And then Ashanti came out and Ashanti looked beautiful too, by the way. So she's sitting there, she's jamming, you know, and she's still just kind of like keeping it cute, you know, like just sitting up there. So I'm just kind of reading my book while I had it on. Just like, well, I'm like, I'm like, I'm here now. I'm just going to just see what's going on. First of all, I'm also doing dry January. I don't know if I told y'all that. And, um, my sister, uh, is very serious about me not drinking wine this month. So I haven't drank any wine. So I, so I'm like, so I'm pretty much watching this sober. Okay. Um, I do miss my wine y'all too, by the way, but I have a week left. And, um, so I haven't been a rock star this whole entire, this whole entire month, but that's a whole nother conversation. So I'm sitting here watching it. I'm like, okay, so now it's past nine o'clock. And I mean, I this is a work night too. So I'm like, damn, like when are they going to start this bitch? Ashanti was still out there. Then, you know, Kishiko finally get there. Kishiko, I think didn't get there until like an hour and a half, I think she was an hour and a half late. So she get there, she got on this ghetto ass outfit, like her titties about to fall out the whole entire time. Like I just knew that it was coming, that I I just knew that them shits was going to fall out because she kept trying to, what if she was complaining about having to sit down? I didn't understand that. Cause I'm like, girl, like Keisha, you are not, I personally don't think Keisha Cole is the vocal queen. But, um, and I like Kishiko, but I was like, girl, just, you already late. Like just, I didn't like this versus I was really actually disappointed. I found it to be very ghetto. Like it, um, it, it was the end. The energy was off. I feel like, I feel like Ashanti was trying to be professional and I felt like Kishiko was like, I don't know. I don't know. If she felt a way because it was pushed twice or she felt a way because the way it was set up. But she didn't really, I mean, she seemed like she tried to settle in, but I don't know. This one, this one fell off to me. Like it like, um, I don't know. Um, yeah, but, uh, um, they play good songs. I was looking forward to Ashanti playing Foolish, uh, even Unfoolish. Um, we did get that. And, um, yeah, you know. I don't know. This versus was weird for me and I was actually really looking forward to it, but I keep saying that, but I mean, I, it was underwhelming. It was underwhelming for me. And I, and I think that's really disappointing. I was telling, um, I was talking about, I'm like, I think if they would have done it the first time that it was, that it was supposed to come on, it would have been better, you know, but Ashanti had COVID, but it would have been better. I think if they'd done it the first go around, um, I don't really know how into it Keisha Cole was this go around. I don't know. Um, she seemed kind of, I don't know if she was drunk or what, but she just seemed kind of wackadoodle to me. And then, um, yeah, but they still got 1.2 million viewers. So, I mean, it still was pretty lit though. I mean, they, they, they got a lot of, they got a lot of viewers on that. I still think for me, my, the best verses was Jill Scott and Erica Badu. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking huge Jill Scott stan. Like, so I think she is just, 
the most uh beautiful woman and um yeah so I'm I still think that was my favorite but um I don't know y'all need to share your thoughts with me about this versus were y'all feeling it were y'all not feeling it I gave up on the verses at 11 o'clock because I had to get up for work and um I wasn't feeling it I wasn't feeling it at all so and that was disappointing because yeah so all right what I really want to talk about was the uh, share my thoughts on the inauguration. So I might uh, break down some of some of Mika takeaways. All right. So leading into the inauguration, we saw that, you know, uh, Trump was like, that he's not coming. So I'm like, all right, cool. Because after that capital shit, like I really was like, take your ass on. Right. I'm tired of talking about I was so tired of hearing, which is a part of why I haven't really been watching TV, because even though this shit is important, I had a disconnect because like I, I, I can get like myself worked up and like I was just over it. Like I was over talking about it. I was overhearing and seeing it. Just just the stupidity of it all was just it was ridiculous to me. I, I just and after the the um the insurrection at the fucking Capitol, I really was just like, you know, the terrorist attack. I really was like, you know, this this shit is crazy. Um, and it, I didn't, it just wasn't good for my mental health. So I was happy, um, that he wasn't coming. He's a sore loser. He made himself look stupid to me. Like I think he looked, made himself like a coward and, you know, like a sore loser, like a poor example of somebody, um, a poor example of a leader, poor example of a president. If you ask Mika, um, I was glad that Mike Pence, um, came to the inauguration and just actually like, I mean, come on, dude, like y'all lost, but you can still be a man about the situation. So that morning, um, they left, uh, him and Melania, they left super early. Like it was like 10 o'clock. Um, they, they were on a helicopter. They flew around, they circled DC like once or twice. And then they left. Um, I'm gonna tell you now this whole time we, first of all, we never saw Melania Trump at all. And, um, and then, so it was funny that she's willingly holding his hand because the girl never wanted to hold his hand like the whole entire time that she was fucking first lady. I felt like she was so fucking happy to leave that white house. She like her ass was running to that helicopter to get on a helicopter. Um, I definitely think they're getting divorced too. I don't, I don't see her staying with him at all. We didn't even see, we didn't even see her this whole presidency. Well, we saw her five times. So, um, so yeah, so that was my takeaway from that. I also wonder too, like considering, um, the white house is like fucking COVID heaven. Like I wonder, did they, uh, did they, was somebody working like overtime in there? Like the fucking, um, sanitize that bitch because I was really concerned about that because I'm like yuck like I would have wanted that shit uh wiped down completely before I came up in there um so we saw that it was a shit ton of uh of uh police uh the National Guard I mean I was actually worried going to the inauguration about like how the safety was going to be and you know all of that um I can't remember her name and I should know it um and I don't feel like looking it up right now, but, uh, sh- you know, the Capitol police that was originally there, he was fired. So then they hired a black woman that, that was over the Capitol police. I just can't think of her name off the top of my head because I watched so many interviews she did leading up to the inauguration and she called everybody in for this motherfucker. Like she was just like, yo, um, no, nah, we got this shit together. Right. So she was like, uh, it was like her, I mean, she, she, she let it be known you can come and you can, you can act like you want to pop off if you want, but it ain't going down. 
I mean, she had everybody out there, you know, they, they built up fucking fences with barbed wire and all that. But I mean, it's sad that that shit, it came to that, but I was so elated that they really, you know, cared about the safety of these people because like, I mean, you know, um, there's a transition of power, you know what I'm saying? Like we had an election, the votes happened, you lost and you have to, you have to transfer the power and to just sit and do all this crazy stuff. It's just, it was just absolutely crazy to me. And so that made me feel better. Um, let's see my takeaways from the inauguration. Um, besides that, I was happy to see, um, you know, Trump go, I will say that it felt like just finally, I feel like I can breathe like a sigh of relief that, um, this is just over, like, you know, um, and so I was happy just to see the transition. I will say that, let's see, um, I thought everybody looked great. I thought the fashions looked great. I think people overlook how, uh, how dope, uh, Dr. Jill is. She dresses really well all the time. And I think people overlook that cause I'm like, um, they always talk about other people, but I'm like, she, she, um, she, she, uh, looked really nice as first lady, but she always looked nice. Um, she's always high fashion. Actually. She wears like a lot of like, uh, uh, Dolce & Gabbana and all that. So she dress always dresses nice, but we never really talk about it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe people do. I don't know, but I never really see anybody really talk about it. Um, so she looked great. I thought, uh, president Biden looked great. Um, he, he, he a little he, president Biden's old. So, uh, I don't know, but so Biden's just Biden me. And, um, I thought Kamala looked great. I thought Doug looked great. Her, her husband, um, I, I was, I was blown away the most by, uh, by, uh, Michelle Obama. I think, um, it's something about when, um, when Michelle Obama and Barack, you know, uh, come in, you know what I'm saying? Like she just, she's just everything to me. I think, I think, um, Michelle Obama is just grace. She's power. She's beautiful. I mean, she looked amazing. So, but she always, she, she always gives you the looks, um, but yeah, she was beautiful. So that was my highlight. One of my highlights was just seeing them. Um, I was telling my friend Brooke, I was like, I can guarantee you that we're going to see, um, George Bush find Michelle at the inauguration. Like clockwork after the inauguration was over, who you see George Bush and Michelle Obama, that man loved Michelle. Okay. So that was funny when I saw that I thought Lady Gaga was in a lot of, and I actually heard like, uh, I heard, um, I heard, uh, varying opinions on this, but Lady Gaga came in there and I thought she was just straight beast mode. First of all, I think Lady Gaga is one of, uh, I think she's an amazing singer. A lot of people don't really realize that. I was talking about that the other day. I'm like, I'm actually a Gaga fan, but when she came into, you know, the music industry, you know, she had her persona. She was weird. You know, she always like came in looking all crazy. You know, she kind of did electric music and all that. And, um, you know, her little monsters and all that. And so like, you know, she had this persona and you see that a lot when people first come into the industry, right? Like they, they, they have this thing and then they slowly start, you know, becoming who they're going to be. And they settle into pink did it too. Pink was kind of like, you know, kind of doing like R and B esque. And then she kind of started becoming who she wanted to be. And then she kind of got into like the, the pop, you know, alternative pop. Right. So that's how, so same with Gaga. What people don't realize is she, I think she, she, uh, I came, uh, I think she went to Juilliard. I'm pretty sure. Um, but she's trained, um, like a trained singer and, um, she did amazing. 
I mean, she was in character. It was cold as fuck out there. She was in character. She was spinning the fuck around with this big ass bird on. I mean, she did. I thought Gaga was absolutely phenomenal. Her voice was impeccable and I, and I liked her rendition of it. I loved it. Um, JLo is beautiful. Uh, we know that everybody, I, I didn't think JLo, was she singing? I, I, I thought she was, she was, uh, lip singing. Uh, she had a pre-recording. So, um, I think that she was important because everybody kept asking why was she important? Because I think that this is like the most diverse cabinet, everything that we've seen ever. And so they wanted to give representation of the Latino community. So I think that's how JLo was there. Cause I don't know any other reason why she was there. I have no clue. Cause she's not there. We, do we really listen to JLo for her musical talents? Cause I more so prefer her as actress than, than singing. Cause I don't think she can sing. I mean, I, she can perform, but, uh, she's not a singer. No. And I don't think she sung out there at the inauguration. I, I don't know. I think it was a recording. I'm not, I'm not really sure. Uh, let's see. And then, um, I was proud to see, uh, the first African-American VP, um, and Kamala Harris. She looked great. Um, she looked really, uh, you can tell just how proud she was and just how happy she was. So I thought that was great watching her being sworn in. Um, it was cool watching Biden being sworn in. Um, I will say this much, like, um, I, I feel like I voted for Kamala more than anything, but, um, I wouldn't have cared who, who, who I would have been voting for to be completely honest with you. Like I, I wanted, I, Trump had to go and it was necessary for, for all of us for, um, this election to me was strictly about human decency. Um, and just, I, I it was about human decency and just how you want to be portrayed at this point as a nation. Right. And you, I would never support a leader that is just so nasty the way he was and just, you know, unkind. Right. And instead of causing divisiveness, like more than ever, especially in 2021, we need to be more together. Right. Um, the generation is coming up need to stop being fed and recycled the hatred and shit. Like it has to stop somewhere and it has to start with the, with the head. Every, everything starts with your leader, just like in, in your workplace, everything starts with your boss. If your boss got a fucked up attitude, that's going to trickle down to everybody, you know what I'm saying? Throughout the day and trickle down to the team. You know, it's always like that one thing about like one spoiled apple. If your fucking president is a spoiled apple, how do you think that's going to trickle down to everybody in the nation? Right? So I will say that I was nervous about, uh, just Joe Biden in general. Um, because, you know, we've always known him as like uncle Joe. And even when, you know, president Obama was, uh, president, um, you know, he was the one that was kind of like, he would crack the jokes. Like, you know, like he was like the uncle at the cookout that you were like, Oh God, he's been drinking. What the fuck? You know? So you, so you expected that from him. So he was like, cool. You know, like when he was VP, cause he was just VP. And so it's like, whatever, like, you know, sometimes even during the debates, I used to be like, Oh God, you know, he'll be chuckling and laughing and he would just kind of just be doing his own thing. And I used to be like, Lord, like pull it together, Joe. Like you about to have us fucked up out here. But I will say, um, Simone Saunders and his team and all of them, they pulled him together because he looks really presidential more than he ever looked presidential because, you know, I, I mean, yeah, they, they didn't pulled it together. So I feel pretty good about it. Uh, overall, I feel, I feel pretty good about all of it. Um, and so, uh, it was just great to see. It was great to see, you know, no negativity. It was great to see, um, 
you know, and even though like, obviously like, I don't want to sound like a pessimist. It's just that it should have just been so crazy, but I'm just like, you know, it's just been so much that's happened. It's going to take time to unravel all of this shit. Like the first day alone, um, you know, you saw him trying to, you know, send out more relief with food stamps and things like that. And like, uh, I think he gave more for, uh, unemployment and like, you can see that he really is trying to like unravel some shit that was done, but it's going to take so much time, uh, to just correct some of the shit that was just done wrong or not done at all, you know? Um, but he has a plan for the COVID and everything else. So it's going to be cool just to see how this goes, but I feel really good about it being completely honest. Um, the last thing I want to say about, um, Let's see. I think that's all my thoughts about the inauguration. I think, oh, I thought it was really nice too. Um, when Katy Perry did fireworks, is that fireworks? Yeah. And, um, so they were out at the memorial and, um, and they did, a, then they, they had the fireworks going. Those fireworks were absolutely stunning. I was like, whoa, those were really nice fireworks though. And so, um, so that shit was like on point. That was really good. So her performance was good, mainly due to the fireworks. I thought the fireworks was great. Um, I'm trying to think if I'm missing anything here. I loved all the pictures from the, um, from the inauguration. Um, I don't know. It gave me hope though. I feel a lot better. I ain't gonna lie to you. I feel a lot better. Um, I, I just thought the whole day was great with Amanda Gorman Kamala, I was, I was hyped as a black woman. I was super hyped. Um, oh, and the last thing I want to talk about. So another thing that I thought was crazy. Um, so the, the, on the, I think on the final day of Donald Trump being president, he like did like 140 pardons. He pardoned like a whole bunch of his homeboys, you know, that he got locked up for, you know, doing illegal shit for him. So he got them out, which is crazy. I ain't never seen a more loyal people than people fucking Donald Trump that I ever seen in my life. I mean, these people was going to jail for this dude. I ain't going to jail for fucking nobody. Oh, oh, I'm like, I don't know what kind of fucking power this dude had over him, but it was crazy. So he pardoned them. Some of the big, bigger pardons was, um, he pardoned little Wayne, which I actually, uh, suspected because I didn't think, I didn't understand by no means where and why he would ever endorse Trump. Um, so I, I mean, that endorsement probably came from him being like, Hey, listen, if you try to get me these black votes, I'll pardon you. And, um, so yeah, I think he did that. Uh, I found out later that apparently, um, Snoop Dogg was talking to Trump about pardoning Kodak Black and he was like really kind of in his ear about that. So he pardoned Kodak Black, which I'm like, I feel like that was a waste of a pardon. I'm not even gonna lie to you only because, um, he still had, well, not even only because I feel like he's going to get in trouble again Two, He still has a sex, sex, uh, charge where he like, uh, raped an unaged, uh, girl, uh, apparently at like, um, after a concert or something. So he still has those charges as well. So, I mean, potentially he still will be going to jail or going back to jail. Um, another big one. I can't even think of his name off the top of my head. He pardoned Detroit's ex-mayor. And if y'all remember him, why can't I think of his name? Um, he was the mayor that like murdered somebody and he did like racketeering and I mean a whole bunch of shit. Like I can't remember how many years he got. I think 20 years, a little over 20 years. I mean, he got a whole bunch of years. Well, he pardoned him and I didn't understand that one because this man really was a fucking criminal. Like, I mean, all of them are criminals, all of them are criminals. Right. But I mean, like, I feel like people that's wrongfully convicted, 
you, you could have, if you wanted to do something right, you could have pardoned the people that's in jail for shit that like, you know, wrongfully convicted or like, you know, you see Kim K fighting, you know, the good fight and trying to get these people out. And she has this list of people. I mean, you could have pulled from her list. You know, I ain't even Kim K fan, but you could have pulled from her list that she out here talking in regards to people that really actually are in jail for some shit that like they might not have done or some shit that was or, or sentence that was like some bullshit. Right. I didn't understand why he pardoned the Detroit mayor because, um, it almost was kind of like, I was looking at something and they were saying, and I was like, that could be true. They were saying they think that some of these pardons came because he was like, well, if I throw somebody a bone, hopefully, you know, if he has charges against him, that somebody would throw him a bone, um, based on like his actions. Because I mean, the Detroit mayor was, I mean, I mean, he really fucked over Detroit. I do not know why he would get, I mean, he murdered somebody. So I don't know why he would get pardoned. I just thought that was, I just thought that was just absolutely just crazy to me. But, um, but yeah, so all in all, um, the inauguration was great. I am happy that, uh, we can move forward, hopefully in unity and hope. Um, I felt really good at the inauguration. I felt really happy. I'm not even gonna lie. I I felt like a, just a breath of fresh air. I was like, thank you, Lord, because I didn't know what to expect. Um, so I'm just, I was just happy all the way around. Um, yeah, so that's all I have today. Next week, um, we have a regular episode and we'll talk about some stuff and, uh, it won't just be all hot topics like it was the last couple of times. Um, I had fun last week recording with Shantae though. She's so funny. She's so funny. Um, so I got a lot of funny feedback from y'all, uh, uh, with me talking about sex. That was why I'd never really talk about that. Right. So, uh, so that was fun. That was funny. And, um, like always, you know, I thank you guys for supporting me. Like always, uh, definitely, um, listen out for, look out for, uh, the verbal consent podcast. Uh, we actually are doing themes. So we're only doing, we're doing seasons. So it's only going to be about eight to 10 episodes this first season. Um, and so this whole first season, the theme is relationships. So every episode we're going to be talking about different elements of relationships and different topics. It's pretty cool. And I like that we, uh, kind of like narrowed it down to where every, um, every season will be something different. So I'm actually really looking forward to sharing that with y'all. Um, it's, um, definitely our love child that we've been brewing and talking about for months. So, um, yeah, I mean, Elena are, are really excited about that. Uh, if you go to my SoundCloud page, um, I reposted a trailer on, on my, it's just my thoughts page, but you also can follow verbal consent. Um, and it's on every streaming platform. We have a trailer up. So, um, and I have the trailer posted on my page too. So you can always uh, listen to that. And then, um, and I might, I, I think I'm actually going to just post a trailer too. So you guys can hear that. I'll probably post it when I post, when this episode go out. So, um, you can just click that and listen to that as well. Uh, let's see. What else do I have going on? So yeah, so that's the main things. Um, don't forget to follow and make sure you guys follow, like, so you can get the, um, the alerts for the new episodes, but you know, the new episodes is every Monday on, uh, every streaming platform, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple podcasts, iHeartRadio, Audible, Amazon music, anywhere you can find it. You can find, it's just my thoughts. So definitely follow, definitely listen. Um, you can find me on Instagram is at, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. You can find me on Twitter. IJMT podcast where I'm usually floating around. You can email me uh, if you ever want to be a part of the show 
is uh, IJMT podcast at gmail.com. I feel like I was almost about to forget that for a second there. And um, yeah, so like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you. Mm-hmm.